ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I just felt it coming. You did, didn't you? Yeah, I could see it. I could see it, and I just I took my shot. Shit shot, as uh, as Andy Cortez would say. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is. Uh, this is 8bit.net's News and Current Affairs podcast. You know all the, the rigmarole. Each and every week we bring you all the takes of all the news that you need to know about. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and the man you heard interrupt my intro is the lovable Kiwi Karate Kid, Thomas Marshall. Hello, Thomas. Uh, hey, I'm uh, I'm back sooner than I think any of mm. us expected, and maybe for the last time ever after that introduction. <laughs> so uh, it was nice knowing you all. Um, it's been a pleasure being uh, sharing this hosting gig with you occasionally, Jack, and uh, I love you and leave you. Okay, and that's the end of this episode for this week. No, um... Hello, Thomas. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. I, Tom- apparently, I'm in a mood, which is surprising given I got home like half an hour ago, mm. and it's nearly ten o'clock at night. It so. is nearly ten o'clock at night. We got off Long later day. than we got off later than anticipated. Um, Good day, though. However, I am quite. I'm very excited, Tom, because mm. you are not currently wearing a shirt, and that makes me happy. No, no. I, uh, in fact, would you like me to stand up because I'm not wearing very much else? Either. Please, yes. Would you? Would you kindly? Fantastic. Look at that. You little ripper. What a unit. My underwear are just plain black. I'm wearing... A box of briefs uh, for anybody who wasn't do you, aware. Do you want to know And I'm down, I'm down about 5 kgs since Christmas. That a boy. So, Very good. Yeah. I've, I've lost three since Christmas, so I'm back sort of... Nice. Nah, I'm a little bit more than I'd like, but I'm back around the mark. Um, Thomas, I, I, I got home this afternoon... And and I got out of my. I expect you do that most afternoons, mm, right? Correct. Good. Yeah. I, I got out of my. This is this is um. Ordinary is, so far. Yeah. <laughs> I was to say this is on topic of what we're discussing, with yourself and and your lack of clothing, and and I I got out I got changed out of my um, out of my my work clothes and I went to put my trackies on. I thought you know what, I'm gonna just freeball it for a little bit, so I just went trackies and and no underwear is great it's good to do every now and then oh okay with with your trackies that's fine yeah i thought you meant just like parading around the house with a t-shirt and nothing (laughs) on the bottom half dangling in the air yeah no it rained a lot today so it was a bit too cold for that but i just went i just went i was like no no knickers for me today i'm just gonna just go commando it's not a thing that i've ever really done i don't do it a lot but i gotta recommend it I really do. Really? Yeah, it's magnificent. Mm. It's just a like I understand why we wear underwear because it's just cleaner for your pants. Exactly. But every which now is basically and then, the only reason, right? Yeah, I assume so. And like zips could be very problematic without underwear. I imagine. Um, yeah. But and chafing is probably a thing more with if you're not wearing underwear. Anyway, I, f- I feel like I feel like with chafing. If you weren't wearing underwear, you would definitely just be used to chafing. Mm. Like your body would it'd just be coarse. It, it, it would just have accounted for that in your kind of, depending on the shape of your legs, like the upper thigh area or mm. the wherever. Mm-hmm. It's just calluses. It, it doesn't even need to be that. Because like if you go running or like walking or whatever, mm. like you get a bit of rubbing in there. But after a few runs, like the rub doesn't. Yeah, doesn't have any effect, you get, like, right? The, you get the like the 
The... You have calluses on your inner thigh after running? Well, no, but you get the, them on the... Uh, this is what I'm saying, is that's what you would get. I don't. But you get them, like, on your... You get, like, the calluses around your feet when your feet get used to the friction. And people get the calluses on their hands when they're, like, if they they use their hands a lot for, like, being... Masturbating. When, I mean, they're probably being too vigorous if they're getting them from <laughs> masturbating, and I wouldn't recommend that very much at all. Insufficient lubricant. <laughs> but, I mean, like more like if they're... Like, like, a lot of people who lift a lot of weights get the calluses. Or mechanics hmm. and stuff like that. People who use their hands. I, very soft, supple hands, because I chose non-physical labor yeah. as my I do a lot of talking and typing during my day correct but yeah. my friend uh dykesy who funnily enough it was that i went um on a uh his bucks weekend just Bit of a dog yeah he's a dog but a great great dude even though he's a dog um his hands if you put my hands next to his hands it's they're just night and day almost literally because my hands are like white and soft and supple and he's like black from oil and cuts and he has like mm. this one cut on his hand that just is just does not heal is yeah it's one of the never heal kind of ones yeah, yeah. yeah. i uh i often or occasionally get them on my knuckles that mm-hmm. last for like weeks and weeks and weeks mm-hmm. just for doing press-ups oh, yeah, on yes, my yes, knuckles yes. on on the wooden floor at karate oh, so that sounds horrible yeah. Yeah, so they're not especially calloused at the moment, mm. but it's a thing that happens mm. over time. Yes. Your skin just gets a bit thick and used to it. That sounds about right. But yeah, mm. so freeball, went commando style this afternoon. It was quite good. Mm. I recommend it. Not not, not off, like, just when's necessary. Just, you know, it's very freeing. Not now. Oh, sorry. I thought, I thought you were meaning now. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you can no. if you want. You can just stay, like, you know, in that <laughs> top half view. Uh, if only this was a visual podcast, really. Yeah, yes, <laughs> some visual comedy that nobody got. <laughs> Solid. They'll enjoy it. They'll enjoy Excellent it. work, Thomas. Mm, Excellent mm, work. Mm, mm, mm. I'm a master of this medium. You are very good at it. How, how's things, Tom? How's life? How's your week been? Week and a half, two weeks, whatever it's been since you've been on this program. It feels like almost exclusively. Well, mm. two things I, I kind of did almost exclusively. Mm. I read comic books with my niece fast asleep on my chest. I remember that seeing was the about, photos of that. Very cute. There was about five days worth of that because mm-hmm. there was about five days I was in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like two and a half weeks old mm-hmm. and not really doing much apart from sleeping, which is great. Sounds cute. I've, I finished Saga and I've started on the ongoing Star Wars and uh, Darth Vader series, uh, which, are, which are great. Yes. Really enjoying. No and then I've played a lot of Red Dead. Ah yes, have you finished? Which it yet? I, I did finish ah. last night, including the trail, uh, the the credits. Which, so I, I was Is very tempted good? to stay up on Sunday night, and it was about ten o'clock, mm. uh, and I was like, maybe I'll do these last two missions mm-hmm. and watch credits, and then go to bed, and it'll be fine. I'm quite pleased I didn't because. There was about two and a half hours worth of the last two missions and credits. Um, so yeah, wise wise decision there. But mm. very happy for that to be done. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I can put it's a different a disc in my PlayStation now. Uh, really since four months. October. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've literally had nothing else in the PlayStation. Mm. Like Beat Saber that I played, Astrobot, mm. and a couple of other bits are just like digital games. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, yeah. Very good. Great. How have you been these last two weeks? Well, you mentioned the 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 Bucks Night or mm, Stag Do or yes. Bachelor Party, depending on your uh, <laughs> your country of origin. Yeah, your um, 
Twas good. Can't talk too much about the events on record because you know what they say. Um, what happens on the Bucks weekend stays on the Bucks weekend. But um, nothing, nothing too out of sorts. Just stuff I, I wouldn't like on record. <laughs> um, but that no, was Fair. great. It was great fun. No. It was a great bunch of blokes. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, it was a... Uh, no, it was a great, great weekend. I made the uh, the unfortunate decision to not sleep on the Saturday night. Um, because, like, we got back from the pub, like, late-ish. And then it was just, like, out on the deck drinking and bantering and whatnot. And I, my plan was to not go... Not have too much of a big night because I had to drive back to Melbourne... Um, about an hour and a half from where we were staying to go oh, to the so UFC it, so it wasn't really in the city no 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 the Bucks was out region it was like an hour and a half from the city huh? or like two hours at least from the city so my goal my, my thing was I'm not going to go too hard I'll go to bed get up drive pick up my friend and take him into the UFC I was taking my friend for his 30th um, and so that happened but I didn't sleep um, and the UFC was a struggle as fun as it was to to do to go and watch the UFC, which I, I do love. Um, is that the first live one you've been to? Or have you been to a few events? Uh, I've been to... That's my second one. Um, yeah. That's my second one. Yeah, I do love it. I watch I watch a lot of the... Um, uh, I watch a lot of them. I watch a lot of UFC. I really enjoy the UFC. Mm. Um, yeah, I know you. I know you're always watching it when it's on the TV, but I wasn't sure. I don't actually know how frequently it's in Melbourne. Whether it's an annual thing or, or more often, but um. not often. Um, it's it's like maybe once a year if we're lucky. Like it hasn't been actually it hasn't been in Melbourne since 2017. So it didn't what the. Um, it didn't, yeah, miss last year. It was in Adelaide earlier this year, and there was one in Perth last year. And um, that's hardly even Australia. Mm, true, Perth might as well not even be part of the. the um, so you're practically in India once you've gone that far, right? Very much so. Mm. Very much so. It's probably so, mm. no. Sorry, go. On. I'm gonna reserve that for later. Good, 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 good. Do 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 that. Do that, Thomas. Mm. It's good to see you, as always. We had some late mail last week, which didn't quite make the cut for the show. Oh dear! Which was fine because we saved. What am I on the rope for? No, nothing, 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 nothing. So last week, if you, if you, if our listeners will know, we uh, dis- I discussed as it was a solo episode the uh, the leaving of the Ben Affleck from the Batman's. Mm. Obviously, the Ben will no longer be the Batman. Uh, and we discuss. Oh, I discussed at the listeners. <laughs> we we discussed uh, me myself and I. Me and my six personalities discussed with the audience uh, who should be Batman, and we had a couple of late mails which didn't quite make the uh, the cut. So we're going to jump straight in and uh, and have a bit of a discussion. I want to I want to know Matt, uh, Tom who you would select as the Batman. But uh, first of all, we had from Simon Blackburn, who's at Precise Path on Twitter. He said, heck, just go full suave with John Hamm as Batman. And no, I did not get got with a group FaceTime bug that people knew about for a few hours before being closed, before being closed server side. Before being closed server side. That was a very, periods are very important. 
Um, but that's fine. It's Twitter. It's not, it's not that important. Uh, Essential for my... procreation. Yes, that also is a thing. <laughs> Uh, so Simon, and that obviously his second comment in reference to the FaceTime bug conversation that we had last week. Um, but we want to talk more about the John Ham side, the Batman side. John Ham, he picked John Ham as his Batman. That was one of my picks. I think John Ham would be a good Batman or Superman. I said. Uh, and then we had Buddy Watson, who's at Buddy Watson Twelve, also tweeted at us and said John Ham would be great. Idris Elba is my pick if they are not going to use him as Daniel Craig's successor to Bond. Um, Again, John Hamm, good pick. Idris Elba. I could see Idris Elba like playing Bruce Wayne. But, I mean, they are looking for a younger version of the character. Yeah, he's he's a bit old, eh? And not that that should be a reason not to. I think he'd be fantastic in the same way that he'd be fantastic in Bond. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking about him as uh, as Heimdall. Mm, from because I, I I watched that uh, just the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I would want. Question without notice, obviously. You have yeah, cl- clearly you that <laughs> clearly, and I'm really good at just spending some time to to ponder an mm. answer, mm. Um, and not usually especially good with uh, filling that pondering time with words out of mm. my mouth hole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we can come back to it. We don't have to answer it now. So what? What I would be, I I I figure I don't watch enough to be to know somebody that would be really good in yeah, the same not, way. Yeah, the same way that like um, you, we've covered that. You're not a big movie man unless it's the Marvel movies. Yeah, but well, I was about to make a Marvel movie kind of comment, but like Tom Holland is fantastic as. Spider-Man, mm. and I've got absolutely no fucking idea who he is or what he was doing <laughs> yeah, before yeah. he was. Yeah. Uh, kind of need like an unknown. They, that's what they kind of have to go yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, like, I'm sure there's a relatively easy unknown. I don't know if he's like a mid twenties, early Cole. just becoming Batman kind of thing. But even then, do we want to tell the story of Batman Begins again? Because nah. No, if you do, nah. if you want to tell the story of Batman Begins again, I've got the perfect solution for that. Just go and watch Batman Begins. Yeah, <laughs> because that's I, a great movie. I want them to do the. I want them to do the the Telltale Batman as a as like a movie series and that kind of universe. Those are my favorites. Get Anthony Gruber to play the Joker. Get Troy Baker to play Batman. Um, that's what I want. I want that story. Does told. he look much like a Batman though? I mean, does. Did George Clooney? Did Val Kilmer? Did I mean no one like who like who does Michael? If you think about Michael Keaton, does he look like Batman? Like none of those guys it's more look of a alike. vulture. Yeah, yep. None of those guys look alike. Like none of those guys are like they don't fit. That's like fair. Yeah, they don't fit like an archetype. Do you know what I mean? No. Hmm. Yeah, so. no. I I will I will concede that. Mm-hmm. Also, like Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so, like, does Ben Affleck look like Batman? People freaked out when they're like Batman. Speak, uh, you know, Ben Affleck's gonna be Batman. Um, speaking, Matt. Uh, what do I keep going to call who you, would, Matt? I don't know. I don't like it. But who would be? Uh, who would be the Alfred to Idris Elba's Batman? Mm. Morgan. Uh, can Morgan Freeman be um, Alfred, even though he's played Lucius Fox in Batman before? Can he be like? Can he be a different character in the same franchise? Maybe, <laughs> surely. Um, 
Or could it... Sam Jackson? <laughs> well, you, I, I, I know <laughs> what you're doing. At the, at the door. Um, it, you're doing like black uh, black Batman has black Alfred. But what if it's like... Is that like, racist? I don't think that's racist. I don't... I'm not sure. Um, what if it was like a... Like... Um, Judy Dench. Mm, okay, or Helen okay. Mirren or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, was okay. like... And she's like... Um, what's like a female name for Alfred? Like Betty White. And she's like... Oh, Doing like, like just at the age where it's clearly not particularly helpful and clearly <laughs> not doing anything to really help the household, but is just kind of the head of the household. I kind of, um, I'm kind of down like, with that. That, that, would, that could be like quite a fun dynamic, right? Mm, just mm. Idris Elba telling Betty White where to... Yeah. Yeah. Clean, clean his I wounds don't know. and stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the, and the back and forth with uh, with her trying to sort him out, and where do you go at nights, and what are you doing, and mm. you're getting mighty beaten up, kind of mm. stuff. Mm. Tom, speaking of people freaking out about things and character castings and whatnot, uh, and in this week's edition of people got upset about something on the internet, there was a trailer aired during the Grammys this week for the upcoming live-action adaptation of Disney's Aladdin. The Guy Ritchie joint. Now, I've heard. Just before we jump into this, how cool... Uh, like, is that like the, the, the... Does that not excite you? Guy Ritchie is directing an Aladdin movie? Uh, I'm going to be really honest. You don't know a Guy Ritchie movie, do you? No, I do know a Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, but I didn't know that Guy Ritchie was uh, directing, directing it. Until approximately 25 <laughs> minutes ago when you mentioned before we started recording that Guy Ritchie was was directing it. I was oh, oh, that could be interesting then. Isn't that cool? Like, Guy Ritchie's fantastic. It's going to be, it's going to be a bit different to the original, right? But Well, anyway. Well, some off. things are going to be the same because Genie's going to be blue still. <laughs> so the people got upset, Tom, because the Genie was blue. It's out of the, the you you pop the it's out of the bottle genie's out of the bottle so to speak so this trailer is Will Smith playing the genie reprising the role obviously that Robin Williams made famous in the franchise before um, mm. and he he comes out of the the bottle and he's blue because people were upset that he wasn't going to be blue so the backstory to this Tom is that there was like a I think it was on Empire Magazine like a ways back they had like the cover image of like the three uh, the lead characters and and um, Will Smith's there as Genie and he's got his beard and his hat little thing and he's all good but he wasn't like in makeup or anything so he just it was just Will Smith dressed as a Genie and people were like why isn't he blue the people were upset that he wasn't blue. So Disney's gone and be like, oh, I'll make him fucking blue then. And then this this CG genie comes out and it kind of looks a little bit sort of strange and it's buff blue Will Smith genie. And and the people people were freaking out about it. People are... Feels like equally upset as they were when he wasn't blue. Now, Tom, we had a couple of questions just in regards to this. At Whipflash191 from Twitter asks, given the disaster that is Will Smith as Genie, who would you have picked instead? Or do you think they should never have green light, green lit, I imagine is what he's trying to say, the movie in the first place like myself? And at Paul James Games says, are people jumping on Aladdin too quick? 
The best part about the animated version is the dynamic between Genie and friends. So why are we all jumping on this Will Smith portrayal before we see any evidence of how the characters will interact with each other? Two polar opposite statements there, Tom, and I think they contrast against each other very well. And I have to agree mm. very much with Paul James Games on his take. I, one, I thought the trailer looked dope. Like, to be real looked awesome I'm like this movie looks sick I want to see this Will Smith come out in, out of the thing and as a as a as a genie and he's blue and I'm like sweet I've seen worse CG I, I can suspend my disbelief to... sure absolutely I've seen a skinny like 40 kilo version of um Chris bloody the the Captain America like oh yeah um you know I was gonna I've say uh, what was his name in uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys Club? Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, why, that wasn't why are you CG. thinking about that? Yeah, well, he that wasn't actually CG. lost all the weight. It wasn't no. CG. No. I don't know why my mind <laughs> went there. Um, I've seen, you know, a recreated Grand Moff Tarkin and Princess Leia in Star Wars Rogue One. Um, I've seen heaps of CG that is kind of like messed up. This was not that bad. This was not even on that... For me, this was not on that bad, like, spectrum. And people were, like, flipping out about this. Mm. They're, like, they're all the memes comparing him to a uh, character from Arrested Development and Avatar and <laughs> and the guy from the, the Frankie Muniz movie from... Blew myself on what was supposed to be a dry run and now I've got somewhat of a mess on my hands. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You should really record yourself, Tobias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it. And I, I think that Paul's comment contrasts very, like, perfectly with Whitflash's comment. And, and I'm going to reread this. And this is kind of, like, where I'm coming, where I'm, I'm starting to get, like, I'm, I think, like, every week we're going to need to have, like, a this week in, in, in internet unnecessary rage. Um, it's, I'm going to reread this. It's, Given the disaster that is Will Smith as genie who would you have picked instead or do you think they should never green lit the movie in the first place like myself and i just completely disagree with that statement because first the first thing is given the disaster that is will smith as genie like how like you've seen it's, him it's for just approximately audience four audience seconds. response or the, the the response is the disaster right well but, yeah it's well, i mean he he's saying that is will smith as genie like he's not saying <laughs> like oh the trailer he's saying will smith is genie. it's like you've even seen the movie we've only seen four seconds of him as the genie in a trailer pre like it's the movie's not even quite finished yet like you can't really call that a disaster and and people like been this movie before it's even come out having not even seen it um and i thought the trailer looked sick give me like one of the give me that sweet sweet will smith as the genie will smith's fantastic so i i haven't seen the trailer which shouldn't really surprise you um you I, should have done that. That should have been pre-homework. <laughs> probably. Um, but I, I, like, I, I understand... Actually, I really like the per, the perspective that mm. Paul has and like the, the whole point of the genie. Mm. Like, I watched I watched Aladdin maybe six or eight months ago. Claire oh, and right. I sat down and watched it. And I was like fighting back tears mm. when uh, when Aladdin frees... Spoilers, when Aladdin like frees him at the end. Mm. Um, and there may have been an element of like, that's Robin Williams and this is fantastic and he was incredible in this film. Yeah. Um, but, but also that, that dynamic and that relationship 
is great. Mm. And the fact that he's like this big blue blob in that has movie it. is it has has nothing to do with it. And whether they make him blue or pink or green or Will Smith mm. coloured in in the live action mm. version, right? It, it doesn't actually mm. matter. But Will Smith is probably he could probably pull oh, that off. Absolutely, right? like the, the, the relationship. Um, that said. I I I don't know who it was, but I saw on Twitter uh, earlier today, yeah. maybe the last couple of yeah. days. Um, yeah, I, I comment along the lines of, I wish that Disney, instead of spending this money on the live action remakes, would have spent this money on new animated movies. And it's not to say that the two are entirely mutually exclusive, right? Yeah. That they they had had to do. Like, you've only got $100 million and you're spending it on one or the other. Um, It's probably not like that when Disney are making money hand over fist for the amount of times I buy the the Marvel movies. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I I kind of support that position at the same time. Like, um, I would love to see what some new characters doing... Well, I mean, we have, fro- you have frozen new relationships and, like, and new like, stuff, you and all those. Like you get those, right? Like you're getting new stories all the well, time on Disney. I'm down with this. Like, I, I like, I, I'm not. I'm normally with you. Like, I'm normally like, don't stop remaking mm. stuff. Just give us new things mm. and that. But I don't know, man. Like, I'm down for this. Like, I saw this trailer and I, and I wasn't down for it before I saw this, and I saw this trailer. And I'm like, that looks dope. Gimme. Like it looks sick. It, like it re. It sort of like captured, recaptured like a little bit of my childhood because I watched Aladdin maybe a thousand times as a kid, and that's an exaggeration, obviously. But like, I yeah, I don't like think several there's been that hundred. Much time. Like, I watched it growing up, you know, dozens and dozens of times. And then when my brother, and my little brother and sister were growing up, they watched it. Does like almost like they would go through periods where they would watch it every single day. It would be on like every single day, and it's like that that trailer recaptured my you know ima- like imagination as a kid and that got me super pumped for it and like I'm down with it I'm down for it mate give me so the the thing is on your point before I'm just looking at the um like Disney animated movie releases and like excluding Pixar because they don't quite count like what what Disney animated yeah. like uh, with the last original and it wasn't even original we got from them was Big Hero 6 in 2014. Since then, Disney have... Uh, have No, sorry, Zootopia in 2016. Okay. Why don't we count Pixar? Well, it's, because they're, it's the they're more or less independent, right? Then they aren't making... Six, one, half a dozen. We're, we're not making live... Like, Pixar aren't spending time making live-action versions of their movies, but Disney are spending time making... Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I guess. The, the, the logic probably doesn't follow, no, really. I'm with you. But, like, Ralph Barrakes, The Internet was a sequel. Mm. I haven't seen it, but, it, like, reasonably good. Sure, people like um, Yeah, and... Yeah. But I, I like Zootopia was fantastic, right? I would, I would love another one of those. More effort. Well, not no, not another but one. Like of another those, like another, Zootopia-esque. An, another thing, another Zootopia esque thing to come out of nowhere and to be fantastic yeah. than retelling of a story that, like twenty five years later, you can still sit down and yeah. 
the animation is fantastic and the acting is great and all that sort of stuff like the story doesn't need retelling yeah. i don't know I, I again like i think you but you nailed it when your first thing says they're not mutually exclusive like disney's got enough bank that they're like it's not like they're going oh you know we can't make a new animated film because we've got this live action disney flick coming up like they're quite they've got it sorted i think they're about to have the one of the biggest grossing films of all time launch in a couple of months like they're good they're good. My prediction was that Endgame is going to be the, gro- the highest grossing film of all time. It's going to go past Avatar. You, you reckon it's going to smash Avatar? Yeah, it's a it's a wild prediction, but it's a, it's a prediction I'm throwing out there. I'm happy to be wrong or right. If, I get, if I'm right, I'll be like, I told y'all. I told y'all. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a big one, right? As a minor change of topic, yeah. but Avatar is at nearly $3 billion. You realize that, right? Avatar has grossed $2.787 billion. Yes. And Endgame could do that. You reckon? Well, it, as it turns out, Infinity War is number four at 2.048. So. I know. Is, is it? Yeah. I guess I only saw Infinity War twice in the movies, and it's entirely possible I'll see uh, Endgame more than twice. I know. I know, Tom. It's going to happen. Mm. take it to the bank mm. bold you know what i'm i'm willing to i'm willing to say i suspect it will beat titanic mm-hmm. which is currently at 2.187 yeah. i'm not sure about avatar mm. but if infinity war which they definitely should if they if they redo infinity war before end game then I think Infinity War has the the chance to pick. Oh, as in right? if they re, if they have like a re-release of it. Yeah. So so what? Like maybe they do it where you are as well. But the best example I have is that when the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, they re-release the Dark Knight before or, the Dark Knight Rises or whatever. Or, I remember that. Yeah. Or yeah, Dark Dark Knight Rises. Um, my local theater or one of the local theaters the did six. Six o'clock, Batman Begins. Yeah, I remember. Nine yeah, o'clock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bet like The Dark Knight. Does that go? I probably guess it would then, go towards their box office, wouldn't it? Midnight, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and I, I think that counts for box office because it's kind of a. I think I'm I'm reasonably confident it does because Titanic had two releases, right? I don't know. <laughs> what? It, it, no, I'm, I'm telling you okay. because they did. They had it in, in 1997 when it came oh. out, and then. It might well, it's probably almost eight or ten years ago now. Oh. Maybe not quite ten, maybe eight. They they did some like reanimation and kind of digitalization and kind of George Lucas oh, right, did a okay. bit. Yeah, and it, I think I remember that. Added added some more fish in the <laughs> in the underwater sequences and stuff. And uh, yeah. Oh god. And they and they re released it in cinemas. Yeah. I know that because my brother made me go and I was happy to go and watch Kate Winslet oh, again. Titanic. I think it's a good movie. Hmm. Um, now, let's continue on kind of like on the movie train. Thank you so much to uh, to Whip Flash and to Paul James Games for your responses in regards to that topic. Um, yeah, I don't know if we answered them well enough. No, but. I think we had a good discussion about that. Uh, keeping on the same movie topic, and I don't want to spend too much time on this one because I don't really have a lot to say with it. I kind of just wanted to put it out there and see what you thought. Uh, Liam Neeson. Everyone knows Liam Neeson. He's kind of like he's kind of like movies such as Taken, <laughs> Taken Two, and Taken Three, yes. and every other movie that is exactly the same as that, where he where he 
basically plays the same character in all the movies that he's in from like from since since, since Taken, Taken was released. He has played that character at least six or seven times. They're not just in the Taken films. Easily. In the one where he's on the train. In the one when he's in the snow now there's, and like there's, yeah, there's there's one out at the moment where he's in the snow and he's basically yeah, doing the same walking thing. Walking along some tombstones or something like that. Like everything. It's all they're all anyway. He's been typecast. There was that other one he was in the snow too with the wolves. Yeah. Grey? Yeah, yeah, grey, yeah. Yeah. Um I feel like he was basically the same character there, although I didn't see mm, the film. I haven't seen it either, so I, I, I couldn't comment on it. Anyway. Liam Neeson, uh, you know, typecast revenge tough guy. Um he had a he had an interview uh recently. Basically what happened was in this interview, the um interviewer asked him how he sort of, you know, about the themes in the movie around revenge, etc., and so on. And he he brought up a story about when he was younger, a friend of his was like brutally raped. And what he then said was that he he took a a so his friend was raped by a black person, um, allegedly. I mean, this was twenty years ago or something. I think he said, and. He basically said that he went out hunting for like he and quote a black bastard is the words that he used to kill. He walked up and down the streets for a week with a I think what he called a kosh, which is in Ireland is basically like a bat or a club or like a a a, a heavy stick that you can bludgeon someone with, <laughs> thwack somebody yeah. with. Um, yeah. And he basically said that he walked up and down a street hoping that a bl- in, in in certain neighborhoods hoping that a black person would attack him and that he could kill them. is basically what he said. Now, un, not unpredictably, is that, is, that a, is that the right syntax? Predictably, people kind of took umbrage with his comments. Um, I think, understandably, it's... In, I, I, basically, he's, he's being called out as a racist because of this, saying this is racist. This is a this is a what like you are a racist, and he's come out and obviously disputed that. Said I'm not a racist. It was just a dark time in my life, etc. and so on. Um, I don't know. I honestly like this was just like mm. something that came out of the blue. And I was like, whoa, what? It's, like it, Lynn? It's a tough one, right? And it's a it's another one in the saga of how is the internet going to deal yeah, with yeah, this? Yeah. Like, I I. I think that I would be relatively hard to be convinced that that equals him being a racist. Um, because I think, like, if you did the same, like, if you were in some white trash area or there were some bogans or something like yeah. that and, yeah, that white trash dude with a mullet raped your sister yep. or your good friend yep. or something and you're like i'm just going to go fuck up some white trash person yep. it's that movie with matthew mcconaughey uh, like back it, in the day and i don't think that that's ex- acceptable behavior mm-hmm. but i also don't think that that is inherently racist yep. and i think it's easy to go well because it's a a person of color or different ethnicity or something like mm-hmm. that equals racism i don't think is is right because I don't think people would 
I don't think people would react the same if he was like, I was going to go out and I was going to beat the shit out of a ginger <laughs> because because a ginger yeah. raped my yeah. friend, right? There's, there's, I don't think it would get the same kind of reaction. Yeah. But but at, at the same time, um, acknowledging that's from a, a place of privilege and there's like certainly history with white dudes going out and killing black black dudes for look like 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 in the south kind of mm-hmm. thing like oh you looked at my wife therefore you get lynched yeah. is a, a, a thing that historically happened yeah right yeah. um so so yeah uh, yeah I, I it's a it's a difficult one and i don't really have a great it really answer is. But i don't really think is. i don't think it makes him immediately a racist and we shouldn't just shun him and if he's said it to acknowledge that he was in a dark place and he regrets that and mm-hmm. But it is a thing, and you can get over it. That, that's. Mm. I I, I yeah. lean more to the to the side of it is racist. I do, and and I think so. He, the next day he went on, or I'm not sure it was the next day or, or not long after, he he went on to uh, Good Morning America to, um, basically to defend himself, to say hmm. you know that this, um, you know this is not who I am. I'm not a racist person. Da da da. Um, but you know it's like he went basically went on and basically just repeated what he said Um, but there was something that the one of the um, the host said to him and I've lost the quote now which I'm, I'm actually kind of annoyed about but what's really good is that like is that the it's inherently racist because he's he was he he basically minimized an entire race of people to because of one person's actions and he he used that to basically say i'm gonna murder any black man any innocent black man i don't care if they come up to me i'm gonna murder them because of what one person did and it's just to me i kind of see it from that point of view of that He's really like he's 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 boiled down an entire race to be to be I mean, that insignificant that he can do that because of an action of one. It could be an interpretation thing though, right? Because if if he's walking up and down these streets where presumably there was some black people, and if if he was in the if somebody wants to kick off, then I'm ready to kick off, and I'm gonna. Yeah, but and I'm going to go hell for leather is very different to walking down the street and this person's not even looking and like king hitting in yeah, them with but this, I don't think it would, like if you stick, think about the right? way he's described this situation like he was just hoping that anyone would come up to him like what if like some guy just walked out of like a bar or like a shop or whatever and was like bumped in he was like oh sorry man and then he just clubs him like you don't know like that's what I mean like it doesn't seem like it would have he yeah. would have needed much to you know in the state that he was in. Um, it was, yeah. So I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't, I think Liam Neeson's never been one, especially recently to um, curate his thoughts before saying them. He's been quite outspoken against like the Me Too movement, um, and quite a number of other sort of social issues. He really defended, um, uh, Dustin Hoffman, I believe, um, who was accused of, of some things I think it was maybe I'm hopefully I'm not misquoting that um but <laughs> don't sue us Dustin Hoffman um I believe it was but yeah basically 
yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was an ill-advised thing to say. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't really seem... Like, he, he does seem remorseful about it, but I think he needs to maybe just cop this on the chin. I mean, the movie is absolutely tanking. So, whether or not... It, I've heard, it may have done uh, that regardless. Yeah, I, right? I've heard that it's terrible. So, that... Yeah, exactly. It may have happened regardless. Cold pursuit. Yeah. Um, however, I'm, you know, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's calls for him to be removed from the upcoming Men in Black movie that he's in. Like, digitally removed. Um, so, we can... It's like, like I, I think, I think the behaviour is entirely unacceptable, right? But if this is behaviour, and and it's same with like the James Gunn tweets and that sort uh-huh. of stuff. If it's a, it taken twenty years later out of context and the different person that you can be, mm. it's hard to judge somebody for mm. it, right? I don't. I I think it is like a disgusting way to have behaved, mm. and not a way that anyone should conduct themselves. Right. I I don't know if I'm convinced it automatically makes him a racist, mm. and especially given given the time since, it's like people can grow and change in like eight. Well. Seven years ago, when I was it with Claire, I was a de- very, very different person than I was now. And you can look back and just be like, "Yeah, no, I was, I wasn't a good person." And sometimes yeah, I didn't say very change. nice things to yeah, some people. And yeah. everybody changes and grows and learns and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I think, yeah, mm. I think it's what maybe I don't know. If I, yeah, I don't know if I want to say worth the benefit of the doubt, but. Mm. It's worth yeah. the discussion. Jumping, jumped, jumping straight to you're a racist, yeah. I think is is boiling down, boiling it down way too yeah. small, yeah. way too yeah. quick. It's worth the discussion. It's worth the discussion. Mm. Now, Tom, we had an entrant for a last minute uh, topic insertation here. Um, oh yeah, at the Spawny thirteen from Twitter, the lovely Benny Eight Bit tweeted at mm. us something breaking news from tonight. He tweeted at us and he asked, or he said. The government just lost a legislative vote on the Medivac bill. First time this has happened in 90 years, apparently. Do you think this will cause an election announcement sooner rather than later? So, some context, ladies and gentlemen, as it is breaking news. Basically, if you haven't been paying attention, there is a big issue at the moment in Australia around um, our refugee slash asylum seeking crisis. Basically, we have a, uh, an island uh, called Manus Island where we, for lack of a better term, store asylum seekers and refugees um, when they try and enter the country illegally. You could, you could say house them. Yeah, house them. It's probably a better word. Um, I was trying to be a bit more... Not visceral is not the right word, but... Anyway. So there's been, there's been a discussion recently about this bill that, was, that, was, that, was, that has now been passed, but... The issue is that they to to boil it down, um, asylum seekers are, the, the the conditions aren't great on Manitoulin, and the government has asked or the opposition has asked and put forward a bill to basically have um, 
asylum seekers be able to be to make it a lot easier for doctors to have asylum seekers evacuated from Manus Island on Nauru and taken to the mainland in Australia for medical attention if they need it. Hmm. And so the thing behind that is there's a lot of sick people and it takes way too long for them to be able, if they're in real need of medical attention, to be taken to the mainland. Now, the op- I guess the opposition to this bill is that they feel that what this will do will be a chain reaction to open the floodgates, to make it easier for people to get to Australia. They wouldn't need to do a lot other than fake Ill- basically the fear is that they will fake illness have a cough ha- yeah, yeah yeah or not yeah not even be ill fake it to the point where they get evacuated to the mainland and the fear that this will create a chain reaction that will basically bring the the boats a lot back because obviously our borders have been a lot stricter um and the influx of asylum seekers and refugees has been a lot less in recent years because of um stricter uh, government laws etc and so this is will reopen the floodgates basically and the boats will keep coming because people will know they will basically they will know that how it's going to be a lot that is the fear that it'll be a lot easier for them to get here and then to get from the detention centers to the mainland onto the mainland yeah, yeah. um that that is the, that is the fear ultimately uh and so the vote was passed in government tonight um that has basically allowed this law that will make it easier for doctors to bring refugees to the mainland. I'm going to read this quote because as this is breaking news. So, uh, the coalition, who is the um, the sitting government, the Liberal Party, and the... Mm. Um, the National and Friends. Party, yeah, and Friends, the National Party, um, has lost the vote on the contentious medical transfers bill. It's the first time a government has lost a vote on its own legislation for almost 80 years, and this has big political implications. The bill passed 75 to 74. Losing these types of votes are often seen as a question of uh, is a question of confidence in the government. Although the coalition insists that that's not the case today, but politically speaking, it's a big blow to the coalition headed into an election campaign. The legislation included a series of amendments allowing doctors greater say on the medical treatment of asylum seekers on Manus Island and Nauru. The amendments were agreed to by the Senate late last year after Labor and the crossbench forced a series of measures into a government migration bill. Attorney General Christian Porter presented legal advice from the Solicitor General Stephen Donoghue at the last minute, suggesting the amendments agreed to by the Senate would be unconstitutional. But Dr. Donoghue also pointed out there was case law suggesting the High Court was generally reluctant to intervene in these matters because it related to sections of the Constitution that gave power to the Parliament to conduct its own affairs. For that reason, Parliament pressed on with the vote. Um, so I guess this so this whole solemn seeker thing i have been reading up about this it, it is something that needs a little bit more I, I do want to dive into it a little bit more um at some point uh and i would like to um discuss it at length but i guess just to touch on ben's question uh do you think this will cause an election announcement sooner rather than later my answer is no i don't see scott morrison calling for an election anytime soon um only because I don't feel like he feels like he needs to. Uh, and this was a quote from today after he learned that, um, and when he was asked uh, if the, the he'll be calling an earlier election because of this. And this was a very, I like this quote, Tom. It was, uh, I, I read it in, in Senator Palpatine voice. He said, quote, votes will come and they will go. They do not trouble me. <laughs> it's a very Sith comment. 
Only Sith yeah. still in absolutes, Mr. Morrison. We've <laughs> <laughs> had a very Sith-like... Um, uh, Just way about you. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was very interesting. Um, so to answer your question, um, Ben, I, I don't believe it will. I don't think Scott Morrison cares. He's going to hang... He, I, I don't... I don't see Liberal winning this election um, and or the Coalition winning this election coming up. Um, so I think he's going to hold on to it as long as he can. I think the Liberal Party knows they're not going to win and I they're not going to put Dutton in because they know how much Australia hates him. They're not going to put Tony Abbott back in because they know how much Australia hates them. As bad as it is, and, and, and um, Julia Bishop's not going in because she won't want a bar of it. Scott Morrison's the best they've got. Um, so I don't see him calling for an early election anytime soon. Uh, but thank you so much, the Spawny13, for your question. Thought-provoking. I don't think you need another Prime Minister, right? No. Nah, You've had enough of them recently. Yeah, we don't need one at all. We actually don't need them. Don't. It wasn't until really this point in time that I remembered that you didn't have that other guy with the glasses mm. and you'd gone to Scott Morrison, who I think is another like balding white guy with glasses. Correct. So correct Mundo. Tom, speaking of balding white guys, um, where the- <laughs> that, that probably need glasses, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're just too, too fucking stubborn and proud Vain. to, uh, to wear mm. them. We had the state of the union. Yeah, we did. Donald Trump's second state of the union. Um, First state of the union, second state of the union. It's one every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second, there is a state of the union speech. Every year. Second state of the union for Donald Trump. Um, state of the union is basically that the president comes and gives a rousing speech to the American people and to the American government about the state of their union, the state of the country, and what's happening, mm. and, and where are things at, and all of the things that they wanted to talk about. And Donald Trump did that this week. Now, this, Tom, I have to admit, is the first State of the Union that I have watched. Very first one. I'd never watched one before. I'd seen bits and pieces. And I... Very long one for you to start with, as far as I'm aware. Very long one. One of the more bizarre things that I've ever seen in my life, the State of the Union. Because I wasn't... Going into it, I'm like, cool, he's going to come in. He'll like stand up the thing. He'll be like, "These are the stuff that's going to happen," and da da da. And this is what we're working on. He'll be a bit of Trump, and a bit of this, and a bit of that, and da da da. And that'll be it. And everyone will leave. And it'll be all a little bit, a little bit like whatever. Eighty-eight minutes later, it's quite a show. It's quite the show. There's a lot to. There's a lot going. First thing, and I took some notes, Tom. And I do recommend. Just I don't know if you can watch this. There's like a highlight. I'm sure there's like a highlights package you can go out and watch this. Uh, there must be, but I I will say I'm I'm happy that you took notes because I prepared for this topic mm. about as well as Trump did before giving the speech. <laughs> in that I definitely did not read the entire thing beforehand. Did you watch some of it? Um, though? Did you watch? I've seen I've seen snippets. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first I think forty five minutes of it, um, and I've read a little bit about the rest. Um, the first half, you mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, first thing, he walks into this auditorium. And everyone's just clapping. I'm like, is he in a fucking baseball stadium? What is this? Are these not politicians? Why? There's wolf whistling. There's 
hollering and hollering and people are like standing ovations like fist pumping I'm like these are why is this why are they clapping representatives from Hawaii doing the hula I don't understand like it was very bizarre so that was the first thing that jumped out to me very bizarre he walks into this into the the broom and everyone's like and it's like it's like a full like rousing applause and I'm like I don't understand like everyone not just like like not everyone there was some there were a lot of, I think um, AOC she was not giving him a she was giving him donuts um, <laughs> but a lot of the Democrats were clapping Every like all the Republicans were clapping like they were like high-fiving him as he's walking in it was like a rock concert it was like a hero's welcome I'm like are we am I on the same have I like slipped into a parallel universe where this man is like the most loved president ever like that was if you're watching this you've never watched a state of the union before that's what it looks like it looks like a hero has just come back from Captain America has just walked back in after defeating Hitler and everyone's like high-fiving and clapping and he's like shaking hands and like hugging people and there was one there was actually a really good moment where he like you, he, you realize he froze in the ice before I'm not uh, yes, I, defeated, sh- right? he he shakes hands with this guy and they kind of lean in and do like this hug. And like, I had this, this moment where I was like, Hail Hydra. Like, there's a real, there's a real, <laughs> there's a real Hail Hydra moment there. So he walks in. This re- you know that we're in like the, the alternate timeline as well, right? That's why this is happening. We have to be. That it's a reality show. We absolutely have to be because this was bizarre. Yep. Anyway, walks in. Something slipped somewhere. Walks in. A um, couple of things I noticed. Uh, all of the women in the room wearing white. Um, in mm. in like a solidarity, a solidarity, um, sort of towards like the Me Too movement and, and that, and I found that quite poignant, like that that was like that they made that statement um, to this president. I found it to be quite quite powerful. Um, but then, given that he's a scumbag, yeah. Right? But given that these women in this room in solidarity, all wearing white together, and then them to be. Hooping and hollering, hooping and hollering, and, and clapping and standing and and whistling. I'm sure they weren't whistling, but they were, they were like giving rounds of applause. And it kind of, I was kind of like, it was all very confusing. I imagine a lot of the people clapping and and carrying on were doing it begrudgingly. I mean, they had to have been, like, just knowing how everything is at the moment. Like, you would think that, wouldn't you? It's f- f- fair as it's a reasonably fair assumption. That was, I think, I, yeah. this was what I think. I was like, this is bizarre. Anyway, he gets up. He thanks all the people for coming and he starts his State of the Union. And I have to say, this is the most presidential I'd ever seen him. He spoke clearly. He spoke with conviction. He spoke passionately and positively about the jobs, the economy, you know, bringing soldiers home. You know, he he had numbers and facts and he looked prepared and he looked stoic and he, you know, he, he gained, like, he was saying things that were getting people, like, this is, this is the thing that I kind of, like, I was trying to, like, get my head around. Uh, is, is the clapping and the, the, the applause and all that, is that part of the, like, is that just normal? Like, are they, are they... It was very bizarre because I'm like, I'm trying to wrap my head around. I'm going, are they clapping because they're really like stoked with him and they think he's amazing? Or are they clapping because that's what they do at all the State of the Unions? They clap whenever they get to the end of like a sentence, basically. Um, Anyway, so I was watching it and and I was like, wow, he's being like really presidential. Like this is 
quite bizarre, but also good. I'm like, this is quite good. And then I pop something popped into my head. When when's he gonna turn? <laughs> Where is he? When's he coming out? When's little, when's the actual Trump coming out? Yeah. Anyway, he gets when when does he just lose it and drop he, off script? He gives like the first like 15 20 minutes of this rousing like real like passionate patriotic speech about, you know, the, the 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 country and how it's in such a better place and and um and and everything. And and then it came. And then it came. And he 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 basically said don't don't investigate me, please don't investigate me. Was basically but like like li- literally li- literally that. I mean, ba- like not please don't investigate, but like he he basically said so. Um, it's he was talking about you know how how things are going, and and the you know like the way that. But he went through this whole thing about the jobs and everything like that, and then he he basically said that the only way that they're gonna lose is um, so foolish wars and ridiculous partisan relationships. Those were those were his words. Uh, sorry, uh, investigations, R- ridiculous mm. partisan investigations, was his quote. Um, and that was the moment I, I kind of went, no, yeah. The only thing... So, he talked about the, the momentum of the country. So, the only thing that can stop it are foolish wars, politics, or ridiculous partisan investigations. That was his quote. And that was when he lost me. I'm like, man, you were, you were nailing it. You were nailing it, You bro. were doing so you well. You were doing so well. And the collect, you could hear the eye roll in the room as everyone just went... <laughs> Nah, <laughs> we're coming for you. Um, yeah, which was which was quite funny. Um, and then you know he went on a little bit more. He talked about the wall and protecting the borders, as of course he was going to. He talked about North Korea. Um, he said, "quote If I had not been elected president of the United States, we would right now, in my opinion, be in a way a major war with North Korea, with potentially millions of people killed." Much work remains to be done, but my relationship with Kim Jong Un is a good one. Um, he spoke about the fact that they, you know, they've. There's been no missile tests that they've stopped. Um, you know their nuclear program that that hostages have been released, etc. And so on. There's another summit coming in February um, in a couple of weeks, the 27th, 28th in Vietnam, which will be interesting to see. Um, uh, I don't know. I agree that if he wasn't president, we'd be in war with North Korea. I kind of think that I it's it's a ridiculously bold claim right yeah but he's he's full of them oh yeah all the time it's not unlike him to make claims like that but i mean he again like the when he makes statements like that that's when he sort of starts to lose me a little bit because like yeah i mean like you could have just been like you know we've reached we've you know we're on the brink of peace with north korea this is great but having to be like wasn't for me you know we would have millions of people would be dead and it's like well you don't know that and yeah, it's very possible that it would have just been enough, it would have just continued as it was. You have absolutely no evidence to support that position. Exactly correct. Um, so yeah, I I think, I mean, and he said some other bullshit. He talked about when he when talking about um, which I won't go into deeply, but just a lot of the rhetoric around the border, sending more troops down there, not abolishing ICE, 
um, talking about like the caravans and the drug and the people trafficking, etc. I don't want to touch on all that. But overall, I think he did a good job. Like, I was watching that and I felt like I was watching a president, which I have not been able to say for the last two years. Honestly. Like, I was watching that and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I believe that he's the president of the United States for the first time. It's just... That's the first time. It's disappointing that, A, he probably had absolutely nothing to do with writing that speech. Mm. Um, where I can imagine previous presidents have done a lot of work in that space and B, it's one of very few times you will actually see him behaving like that yeah, true right, like it's all all well and good to feel good about it at at that point in time but you can't remove that like hopefully history isn't only going to save State of the Union uh, speeches made by President Trump, like (laughs) Somebody's somebody's got a record of all of his tweets, and somebody's got him, like, all of the hamburgers that he eats, and the time he spends on Fox and Friends, and all of that sort of carry on, which is like, which is which is questionable, right? I'm with you. I'm with you. But do do we do we need to give him the benefit of the doubt every now and then? Do we need to sometimes just like, you know, like. I don't sh- and Tom's, for our audio listeners, Tom's shaking his head currently. Um, you know how I feel about this man. I speak about him almost every week. Um, I'm not a fan at all. But like, I think credit where credit's due, he handled that well. Like, and whether or not he had him, like, we don't know. Like, but you you shouldn't you shouldn't feel compelled to give him credit for speaking well for 45 minutes. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like, know. I was like, that's because yeah, I was expecting something bar, so much worse. The bar is so the, low. Yeah, the yeah, bar, yeah. like, like you, you cannot accept the position that the bar is that low, and that's that's our starting point. Mm. Like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you can't just go. Oh well, this is what I'd expect, and it was better than what I expected, <laughs> uh, which is way below actual. Mm like historic expectation mm. maybe mm. or or regular expectation mm. yeah there's there, there can't be like a yeah it's weird like obama is held to one standard or was held to one standard yeah and well because this is a different person we're holding them to an entirely different standard yeah is yeah sure there's there's elements of that give like given like party lines yeah. But as people and presenters and orators and stuff like that, like, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to, hard to say that he did a, did a good job and he was feeling like the president for... Like, it was a not... You know what? Nah, um, nah. I'm okay. Like, I... It was a nice change. And I'm going to take it as a positive. I am. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ride this as a positive. I'm with you with most of everything you're saying, but I'm just I'm kind of just gonna like give him this one. I'm gonna give him this one, even though there's a bit of bullshit in there, and he did the whole partisan investigations thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pay him this one. I am. Jack, if you respect him for being presidential, and let's give him a bit extra and say that his four State of the Union speeches are going to be two hours long. And if you respect the man for being presidential for no, eight, eight hours 
out of 35,000 hours, at least, he will be in office. That is uh, 0.002% of the time that he's there. Get out of here with your uh, facts, Tom. You, yeah. That's a, that is an entirely indefensible position. If, if, you did, if you did your job at beep, like... Yeah. To a satisfactory level, mm. Mm. like a thousandth of a percentage of the time, I don't think you'd still have your job. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah. You, would, you wouldn't have your boss being like, holy shit, Jack, you were terrible throughout the year, but <laughs> you really scrubbed up in, uh, in, your, like, in your performance appraisal that we mm. took two hours discussing this year. Mm. Well, mm. Mm. Mighty fine. That uh, that means here's an extra ten thousand dollars a year and yeah. your bonus. Yeah. You know, yeah. not that not that he's got cash on the line yeah. for it. But did you see that he tweeted about global warming again? Oh god! These are my favourite ones now. When it's when it's snowing, he's like, "What happened to that global warming stuff?" <laughs> so this is a tweet from he's 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 like the worst kind of comedian, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's like Jerry Seinfeld didn't really try. You could just Wow, there's snow outside, huh? What happened to global warming? <laughs> what? You 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 didn't try that one before getting up on stage, did you, Jerry? No. He tweeted this yesterday. Um, he said, uh, "Quote: Well, it happened again. Amy Klobuchar announced that she's running for president." Talking proudly of fighting global warming while standing in a virtual blizzard of snow, ice, and freezing temperatures. Bad timing. By the by, the end of her speech, she looked like a snowman. In in brackets, he's written woman. Woman. Um, <laughs> uh, I I I just uh, he's just when these are like my favorite ones where I'm just like you really are that fucking dumb. Like when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Hence, why I shouldn't probably it's, give him a pass to the State of the Union. I don't know. I don't know if it's like willful ignorance or he's actually. He's just trolling. A, Surely he's not that fucking, fucking idiot. stupid. Like, like, yeah, glo- he global must be warming. I'm still convinced like, this is gonna, like Ash, at the end of his tenure, Ashton Kutcher is going to pop out and be like, "You got punked, world!" Like, it's going to be a whole like thing. There's been like cameras following him around. It's like keeping up with the Trumps. It's got to be. Yeah, it's this, is a, this is the Fox best news. This is the biggest long con that's ever happened. I'm still like it has to be. You missed my banger of a punchline there, but that's okay. No, it was fine. It was fine. It's Fox News. Anyway, so what did you make of the State of the Union? I told you I did. I like. Uh, yeah, I, d- I didn't actually listen to it. Uh, I've read about some coverage, and I think yeah, I, I have argued the fact that you can't call them. You can't give him credit for being presidential for eight out of thirty-five thousand hours on the job. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like generally disagree with a lot of the things that he does and says, and I, I don't know what more you can say about it. Like the the fact that he gave a speech and did some relatively petty things, mm. inviting particular groups of people mm. uh, and particular guests. Like... Hey, Buzz Aldrin was there. Shout out to Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, get Neil uh... Space Force, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get Neil Armstrong, hey? No, because he's dead. I know. It was a joke. 
It's better than your Fox News pun. Laughing at dead people? Jeez. <laughs> you didn't bring this up during the Robin William part of the story. Why do you think Neil Armstrong deserves it? <laughs> I don't, I'm not laughing at Neil Armstrong. I'm laughing with Neil Armstrong. Yeah, but he's dead. He's not laughing. <laughs> I thought that was your point. Yes, I know what you... Neil Armstrong would find it funny, okay? I'm quite convinced he'd be okay with it. I'm going to reach out to the Armstrong family and just make sure they're fine with this. Yeah, just just double check. Just going to double check. I have to just, like, reach out to Lance and see what he says. I don't think they're related. I'm pretty sure they're related, No, no right? they're definitely not related. Definitely. Oh, well, he's a, he's a devious bastard anyway, mm, so... Yes, yes, he's, that he is. That he is. He'll, pr- he'll probably let you away with it. Yeah, oh, yeah, he'd be cool with it. I think he'd be cool with it. Um, Anyway... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit. You can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net or search the 8-Bit, hack, 8-Bit Collective hashtag on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. Tom is at TomDebom89. I am at Cruzy underscore mate. And 8-Bit is at we are 8 bit on all of the socials. And we've got exciting things coming up this week, ladies and gentlemen. Two days from today. Valentine's Day, the 14th of Feb. Just keep it locked to 8bit.net and the 8bit collective on Twitter. Some, some, some juicy, juicy stuff coming. So do stay tuned. It is going to be woohoo, yahoo. So do stay tuned for that. Uh, and remember, if you've enjoyed our show, head on over to iTunes. Give us a subscribe. Leave us a review. Helps get the word out about us. Helps us be discoverable. And if you've got any questions for myself or my guests for next week, you can always email us at our email, which is, it is what it is, at 8bit.net. Shout out. You also do the tweet a few days uh, a few days beforehand. Yeah, of course. Talking yep. about topics always. and taking questions. Absolutely. You can always tweet the questions mm. at us as well. Yep, that's a good point. That's where we're getting most of our questions these days. No one like, people, I think email's becoming like a defunct platform for these types of things. Although last year we were getting heaps of emails, but, it's, you know. It's good for when you forget your password to things. Correct. And they, they, they send you a link to reset your password. That is very handy for that. Also, invoices and stuff like that. Tickets, those things are very good for it. That's emails mm. for that kind of stuff. And Tom, have to hey. always shout out our wonderful sponsors. Audio Technica for hooking the 8-Bit Collective up with all the best audio gear in the business. Make sure to head to www.audio-technica.com.au for all the best audio gear in the business. I paid for my Audio Technica mic. You did. That's how damn good it is. That is how I feel like mm. Tom. I feel like I was just thinking about this before. This show used to be about the hot takes. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. So this is the hot. I try and bring the show some sometimes. The hot takes. I feel like the takes are getting hotter this year. I feel like the takes. I feel like there's. I feel like the the the, the bars are not being held. There's no holding of the bars this year. We're just letting them loose a little bit. Takes. Mm. It's because we warm up so well talking about. Free ball, huh? uh, our lives for half an hour, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so. It's just loosen the lips a bit instead of hitting straight into yeah, it. I agree. I agree. Thomas, mm. it's always a pleasure talking with you. Never a chore. Never. Never. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, friends. It is what it is. Bye.